0: Hi, I'm Arthur Zanaros, CEO and Managing Director of ACFS Port Logistics. ACFS Port Logistics is a family-owned and privately run container logistics solutions provider, offering services in transport, depot, warehousing and empty container parks, and also being a multimodal provider of logistical services through road and rail. ACFS's core businesses are primarily around the movement of cargo, either via transport and or rail, uh, and also warehousing. Down here at Port Botany, we use higher productivity vehicles to deliver containers to and from the wharf, But we use rail to deliver containers, and we take back uh, their containers to our nominated facilities, uh, either on the port or off port. But our on-port facilities in general um, handle the containers, 99% of containers before they go to the uh, customer's premises as FCL, fully laden containers, or you know, we handle the containers in our own warehousing facilities and offer a deeper logistical service. In regards to Terry's role as, as chairman and you know as my father at the end of the day, it plays a very important part. Nothing beats experience, and Terry's been around the block more than once. My name is Terry Zanaros. I'm the uh, founder
1: and owner of ACFS, and I suppose my story goes back a long time, uh, some 40-plus years, as a humble truck driver. So the industry was back then. I mean, there were, uh, to say challenging times would be an understatement. Back in those days, we acquired our um, first facility in Yerrick Road, Lakemba, which we thought was uh, quite huge back then. We started off with four trucks, and four trucks led us to eight trucks to 10 trucks. Back in those early days, I mean, we we're transporting containers and um, Port Botany was just starting to develop as a container terminal and we had our Darling Harbours and White Bays and Walsh Bays and Moolamaloos and all those lovely places that are built with apartments these days. We spent 70% of our time down on on the waterfront down in those areas and eventually um, the industry started to move out to uh, towards Port Botany. We were a, a subcontractor for Smith Brothers, carting timber. So when we didn't have enough containers to cart back in those days, in the uh, mid-80s, my brother would ring Peter Smith up and Peter Smith would say, well, we'd have 10 loads out of, out of Walsh Bay or 10 loads out of um, Darling Harbour or Woolloomooloo and um, we'd send the trucks down there and we'd load timber and we'd cart, we'd cart timber. Driving trucks was tough and then the waterfront was another world. We were dealing with waterfront workers and clerks, and nobody was too motivated to do anything, especially down at Darling Harbour, and uh, Moolamooloo, and those places there. I mean, they were all protective species back in those days. But I learned at a very young age how to get what I wanted to get. I turned up at the waterfront, they knew I was always a hard worker, and I'd stand there, and I remember some old stories. We have Dutchie down at Darling Harbour, and we had the Maltese Falcon at 3-4 Darling Harbour, and Dutchie come up to me and he says yes son what do you want today and I'd say to him hey Dutchie I've got a few containers how many I said well I've got six he says well you stand there and I'll get to you shortly so I stood there and uh, and he walk up to me and he says okay where's your box and I said there it is there and he says okay how many more times you coming back today I said well I'd like to do two more and he said well closing it too, you know that so I'd move the container out and I'd come back and get another one and There'd be trucks there, and I'm not talking about any favouritism, but for whatever reason, Dutchy took a liking to me. And if Dutchy took a liking to you back in the early 80s, then that whole of Darling Harbour, you had it covered, and the Maltese Falcon, he looked after us. And, and, you know, in those early humble days were, um, were tough, but if you wanted to work hard and you showed respect to the wharfie, the wharfie would show respect back to you. So I'd say Arthur was, uh, he was all of about 10, 11 years old, school holidays. He said, Dad, can I come to work? And I said, well, mate, you can come to work. You want to go into the workshop? And he goes, I don't care. And I said, well, okay, go into the workshop. So school holidays, 11 years old, I think he was, take him to Mark. And I said, Mark, Arthur's going to be working in the workshop with you. Right, Terry? How hard do you want me to work? him?" I said, well, mate, he needs to have a shower here before he leaves the workshop. And he needs to have two more when he gets home. He goes, got it, mate. Okay. So he stayed in the workshop and he worked in the workshop for a few years. And I suppose that's where, if I can say, that's where he got the pedigree and that's where he got the respect. From starting to work in that workshop, obviously he didn't get any clean jobs. He was black from head to toe, covered in grease, do all the dirty work, cleaning and scrubbing brakes and cleaning motors and so forth. And truck drivers would see this. And they say, Terry, what are you doing to that son
0: of yours? So uh, he started at the age of about eleven in the workshop. Uh, just in regards to the jobs I had to do, Terry will probably tell you this himself. But um, Terry was pretty hard on me as a young bloke, and he made sure that Mark Perry was even harder. I think he'll tell you that he, you know, he wanted me to have at least two showers when I got home every day. That's how dirty he wanted me to get to understand the, um, you know, what work really meant. But um, in regards to the particular jobs, you know, I was changing tires at first, painting rims, changing globes, and then it all developed to servicing trucks and then getting a little bit deeper and deeper as my experience wore on over the years to actually starting to repair some of the issues with the trucks. But there's not a part of the business that we have today that I haven't touched. ACFS was created actually through uh, Terry being approached by pO who was the owner of the Port Botany facility No Point circa around 2005 and to be as transparent as I can be the business was a very broken business that was being offered to us to to take over
1: so in 2005 I received a phone call from pO asking me that would I be interested in acquiring the facility that we happen to be sitting in here today uh, which I developed for um, PO in um, 2002. And obviously my answer to that was, well, let's talk about it. So I met with the P&O people and we came to an
0: arrangement and I acquired this facility back from P&O. But it was a challenge that we're up for. Terry did ask me whether I was, I was ready to do something like that and, and do it all over again. And it was quite interesting at the time that I said, yes, I'm ready. And we made a pact and, and that pact was not to purchase any trucks. And I said, okay, well, let's get one thing clear.
1: If we start up again and I acquire it back, we start up again, we're not going to heavily get very heavily involved in transport. And he goes, oh no, that suits me. Just
0: run the site and we'll service clients to and from the port to our site. And obviously in uh, 2020, things have changed materially. <laughs> In regards to the size of the organisation, we're in every state or every major state and port um, in Australia, so from Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and Western Australia, and we're on the port in every port, which is very, very important. We're now developing facilities uh, inland, and that is a very important part of our strategy going forward to connect our facilities, working towards what we call our zone strategy. ACFS's core values, when you break it down, it's very, very simple. It's probably broken up into four parts. Uh, Customers, safety, innovation, and teamwork. And we purposely say customers first. And a lot of businesses out there put safety first. But we say there is no need to worry about safety if you don't have customers. Um, So our customers are, are what bring us to work every day. And we can't forget that as an organization. And it's very important that the workforce understands that, that our customers pay our bills, our customers are who we need to respect and our customers are who we need to look after. Then you sort of move towards the safety aspects of the business. This is a dangerous industry. We are dealing with heavy machinery. Heavy machinery doesn't give you a second chance. So we just need to make sure that they get home safely every day to their families. So when you talk about trucks, we talk about higher productivity vehicles maximizing our three-pillar policy, which is maximizing TU, weight, and cube with everything that we do. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's just another slogan. But the the reality behind all that is it helps us make decisions in the procurement process of, of everything that we do. Uh, and furthermore, it takes us down this innovation path with our suppliers. And we work with, you know, what we tend to see as Australia's leading suppliers, where our expectation of them is to help us innovate and take us forward. Another example of innovation is how we have diversified from being a a road provider uh, to also an intermodal rail provider. We see rail as a very important way of moving forward with containers. Our roads are getting busier, tolls are constantly getting increased on a per quarter basis. And rail bypasses all of that. It allows us to move large volume of containers to different zones within our respective state, and it allows us to move large volumes of containers at once. If I give you an example of the final mile or zone strategy, as we call it, and I use New South Wales because we're sitting here at uh, Port Botany today. Basically, Port Botany is at zero kilometres from the port. Our Enfield facility is 30 kilometres from the port and our newly proposed, which has just been DA approved, St Mary's facility is 60 k's from the port. So if you actually work back, go to Enfield at 30 kilometres and you work backwards to 15, Port Botany looks after 0 to 15, Enfield looks after 15 to 30 and 30 to 45 and St Mary's, which is located at 60 kilometres, looks after the 45 to 60 and the 60 to 75 radius. The zone solution means that our trucks are closer to the customer, providing a more reliable and efficient service. So we're moving as many containers as we can via rail, and then we put our containers potentially on our three-pillar promise, which is either a 4TU truck, but if we can't get there via 4TU, we should put it on a 3TU truck. If we can't get there via 3, then we put it onto a 2TU truck. What we don't want to be doing is delivering 1TU to a customer at a time because it's generally inefficient and unproductive. The zone strategy means that you not only get your goods quicker, it also means that they arrive on time. You don't have warehousing labor standing around for your goods because they, you haven't had the impact of traffic or the unreliable factors that can involve in the longer distances. So the more distance you take out of the final mile, the more reliable you become and your customers become and therefore reduce their costs in their supply chain. Probably the most important part of this business is is our people. This business needs teamwork and and not dissimilar to a sporting team. We need camaraderie. At ACFS, there's 1,200 employees who obviously play an integral part of what we do every day. We need people being passionate. We need people being innovative. We need people working as hard as they can whilst managing their personal lives as well.
2: My name's Matt Dixon. I've worked at ACFS for 11 and a half years now. I'm a, one of the senior drivers here. I drive a high-priority vehicle. Uh, it's called an A-double. It's two 40-foot trailers with a um, a dolly in the middle. It's like a small road train. I'm also the union delegate here and a safety officer. I start at Hoxton Park at 4 o'clock, usually bring a couple of empties down, unload, reload, and back out to either Hoxton Park, which is Shanker's Yard, or Eastern Creek, or now we've got uh, Kmart. All good jobs, all nice and easy, nothing hard about it. I've been driving trucks for 36 years. Uh, The reason I've stayed at ACFS is it's the um, money the company, the way they handle their drivers and that, they're very protective of what they've got. It's just a family business, and that's the way they treat their workers.
1: 1,200 employees nationally the largest container transport company in the country, the facilities that we have on and off the port, the rail activities that we have, uh, all goes back to the principles that we have and the principles that I'd like to think that I've instilled not only in Arthur, but the people that work at ACFS, that we care about each other, we value each other's opinion. We don't always agree with each other's opinion, but we value each other's opinion. And I've tried to instill to this very day that at ACFS, we are a family, and I don't believe in these myths where people say, well, you can be a family if you've got a company of 50 or 100 or 200. I believe the business can be a family business if it's 1,200 or 5,000 people. The values are the values, and the values that we've instilled within the ACFS
0: family, that put us where we are today. Clients choose ACFS for a number of different reasons. Very importantly, our infrastructure is absolutely paramount, and it's something we've been building for a long period of time. We're strategically located. We've been investing now you know, from the day we started to where we are today, not just in our facilities, but in our fleet, in our people. We've had the opportunity of starting from scratch and developing it the way we want to and making sure that we deliver solutions that our customers are really looking for. You know, When we go through tender presentations or we present to new clients, that is the theme. We don't tell them what we do every day. They expect us to do that. We tell them why we're different. Look, I don't know if
1: Arthur had mentioned to you that uh, we have a five-year strategy plan. And in that five-year strategy plan, we see ourselves very heavily involved in rail activity. We see ourselves very heavily involved in logistics and transport. We see ourselves very heavily involved in empty container parks. We currently are, we're national, but expanding more inland and expanding
0: into regional areas. The future for ACFS customers is extremely bright. When you combine the technology that we're building, facilities we've got on and off the port, the rail infrastructure that we're developing nationally, the 24-hour empty container parks where we have the largest footprint nationally, the investment we're making into fleet, trucks and trailers, forklifts. Why wouldn't you want to partner
2: with ACFS? When I first met Arthur, I said to Arthur, you know what, mate, and this is the way I see it, I want you to be a multimillionaire, all right? Because the more money he gets, the more money we get, which makes sense. So in 10 years' time, I'll be retired, by the way, um, they'll be the biggest family-owned transport company in Australia. That's what I see. We at ACFS
1: will continue to invest, will continue to support, will continue not only help you grow, it is a partnership that I believe that we have with our customers to develop this great country and continue to employ Australian people.